0: So, you're an appraiser, you're practicing every day, you're handling the phone calls, you're handling the orders, you're doing it all. Yes. And who do you reach out to when you need help? Hey, this is Brian Reynolds. I'm with my friend, Bobby Crisp. And actually, we're in person together right now, which rarely happens these days. Bobby Crisp, say hi to everybody listening right now. Hello, everybody. (laughs) So, Bobby, just real quickly tell everybody who you are, what you do. Uh, You're an appraiser, obviously.
1: I am a certified residential appraiser here in Texas, uh, San Antonio area. Very good. I've been, uh, I guess, experience-wise, if if that matters... uh, I've been stretching houses for 28 years. Nice. So, uh, and I'm a certified USPAP instructor, AQP certified. Okay. Yeah. So
0: you know a little bit about what's going on.
1: I try to. I try to keep, you know, something like you and I have always talked about. There's always guys smarter than oh, us, so yeah, I like yeah. to hang around them. That's but why I like you. to hang, I hang around you. No,
0: well, you need to up your game a little bit.
1: <laughs> That's why I'm hanging
0: around you. The, the cat's out of the bag now, so we're both in trouble. So, Bobby, uh, I just I appreciate you you joining us on this podcast today. we got a little video going just for fun. But, but sure. mostly this is going to go out to appraisers and users and regulators and folks all across the country via an audio file okay so I just wanted to kind of grab you we're actually at a live live conference right now so I, I know his time is very precious but tell everybody out there you know I started out by saying most appraisers work alone they're in their own little world in their cubicle or basement whatever it may be and you know, sometimes it's nice to be able to call somebody and say, help. You know, I've got a, I've got a complex property here I'm working on. I don't know what to do. Uh, you know, what's your advice for the solo appraiser out there, which is probably the majority of folks?
1: Well, it is, and it's one of those things where you got to have, you really need to have somebody that you can bounce things off of. Mm-hmm. And for me, there's this lady that we both know. Uh, her name, and some people might even recognize this name. Her name's Diana Jacob. Um, probably, she's probably already forgot more than you and I will ever know together. <laughs> That's
0: uh, a true story. I you know,
1: so, love Miss Diana. Oh, man. But it's one of those things where it, you need that one person, somebody that you can bounce some, something off of, uh-huh. and somebody that you can trust, and and if you don't have that, you're going to end up actually, how I've always often said this, you can have a rut in a highway yeah a lot of these 18 wheelers will create these big old ruts yeah. in the highway and you can all if you've been between little rock and memphis you can put your high <laughs> car on that highway and just let go of the steering wheel yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll just take you straight to memphis right but i, I use that analogy because in an appraiser sometimes that rut will get off of the highway you're still going along oh. you're still moving But you're over over here kind of on the shoulder a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And you're driving by Braille, you know, all those little bumps. Right, 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 right. Sometimes you need that one person that will bring you back over and put you on the highway
0: again. Let's keep it between the lines, there right? Let's keep it between the lines. So so Diana has done that for you. I know she's done that for me multiple times. You've been a great resource. I just wrote a book, and, and Bobby was gracious enough to take a look at it, and and I didn't see his comments till later, and Teresa was walking me through it, and she's like, you big dummy, you got to click the box. Bobby made comments. I said, oh, Lord. So I have Teresa on the phone, and I'm clicking those boxes, and they're opening up, and the one that I remember most is, do. Dude, dude, where does you say this? What's wrong with you? Where'd and you
1: get
0: that from? <laughs> and, and I was happy that uh, that I saw that because obviously I made a mistake. And gosh, I hate saying that. but it, I made a mistake. But happens. we all make
1: mistakes. It's just the fact of life. You're never going to do everything exactly the way you want it done. Yeah. And sometimes you need that extra pair of eyes. It yeah. doesn't matter. Again, it's got to be somebody you trust and you feel comfortable with.
0: Absolutely. You know, the thing is. We, I know what I want to say. It's up here in my head. But sometimes when you write it, you're not actually communicating it exactly how you want it said. You might think you did because you know what you're trying to say. But then someone else reads it, puts another set of eyes on it, if you right, will, right. And, and can say, "What, no, the- well, dude? What, what, were doing? What, what were you? What were you thinking?" Exactly, <laughs> uh, and I, I really appreciate that. And we fixed the book, and I probably want him to look at it again, quite frankly. But, but so, so the importance of having someone you trust and you can reach out to. So. What do you suggest if we have a new appraiser out there or maybe, you know, I worked in a market one time when it was so competitive Mm -hmm. and it was like, don't call me. I'm your competition, you know, and luckily now I'm in an environment where we have friendly competitors, right? Where yeah, we're competitors, but we can be friendly, right? We can be professional and I have that. I'm, I'm very happy for that. But what if some of my listeners out there, they don't feel they have that connection where they can pick up the phone, call a competitor down the street? I mean, what are your recommendations? Can they call you or, or well, should they join an association? Would, what
1: should they do? Well, that's kind of one of the things that we have here in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, we had a, a group of an organization and it was going along quite well. Everything was going fine. And then some things were starting to happen in the management end of it. So what was happening is people weren't getting along anymore mm. for whatever reason. It doesn't right. matter. All oh, that's history. Sure. But the point is, is we had a group of people who were getting together on a regular basis and saying, we don't want this to end. We want to be able to bring this to everyone that we possibly can. Mm-hmm. So there's these people Out there in these outlying areas, you were talking about the competitional type thing. Right, right. When you're in large, large markets, man, there's so much business, it doesn't matter. Right, right It doesn't right, matter. Right. Everybody's busy yep. in these large markets. It's more of those outlying areas where there's only one or two, maybe three guys that is your competition. Right. And if there's somebody new trying to get into that market or whatever, hey, I'm not hiring my competition. <laughs> right, you know, right. I, mean, I got enough of it already. Sure, sure. So, coming to a situation where you have an organization where there's people that you can feed things off of Mm -hmm. because again nobody else is willing to help you
0: right because
1: they are your competition so you still need that that go-to guy well Mm -hmm. this is not a guy it's a group right so you can come in and say I've got this situation what would you do and now you're actually bouncing it off of people who are not your competition, but we're still here right. in the, the greater area of Texas, you know, in this organization that we're, we're here today. But they can come in and bounce things off of people and find some comfort there and not have to deal with a guy that's down the street a mile or two that doesn't want to talk to you. Right,
0: right. And, and you know, the interesting thing about that is when we talk about a larger group, um you know, if I call you and say, hey, Bob, I need some help with this, this. It's complex. I don't know. You know, I don't know how to handle this. Or I'd like a different perspective. And you come back and say, gosh, Brian, that's a great question. I've yeah. never run into that either. Yeah, that's right happened. now my resources dried up. But with a group, the odds are pretty good that somebody within that group is going to have some advice for you or at least a point, you know, a direction to point you in. Exactly. Um, so so if if. Someone is listening and they're in a particular state, and I know Texas has done a great job, Uh, ATA, I'm a big fan, you guys have done it right. Um, oh, thank you. And, and congratulations, because I know you know that you're, you you pretty much are were steering that well, ship for a long long
1: time. Well, it kind of evolved into that. Yeah. I mean, when we first started, there was only about ten, eleven of us. Wow! And we all met together at this, uh, this this wonderful family that have been friends of mine forever. And I, if they were to hear this podcast, I want them to know how much I appreciate them. Is Vladimir and Gail Pospissel? We all got their dinner table. The eleven of us at that time and came up with this idea of forming this group. Wow. So that 11 people is now at right at 320. Wow. So, you know, and there's a lot of appraisers still in Texas, but it's just grown, it's gone crazy. So just a small group,
0: a small intimate group of folks said, hey, maybe we ought to, you know, make this a little bigger. And and so from the, the, the thought process, the vision, if you will, these eleven folks have now grown this organization into. Oh, you said over three hundred over strong people now. That's yeah. incredible. That's well, incredible.
1: So, so transitioning to what you were asking about, you know, you got that situation where, you know, in another state, maybe they don't have that yet. Right. This is something that can be done, and it doesn't have to be three hundred people. Sure. It can start out small, and once the word gets out of what's going on, that gives someone else that's this conduit, this, this way to. Find out something, information that they're looking for and can't get Mm -hmm. or don't feel comfortable. So this gives them that, that, that freedom to come in and talk to somebody that's not their competition, like we were talking, and say, I've got this situation. Can you help me? Have you ever seen any of this? And when you get a group of people together, it's like you said, somebody has probably seen something similar. Yeah. And can help. So
0: I, I I know, I just know we've we've got listeners out there right now and they're thinking, well, Bob, Brian, that, that sounds great, but you know, I'm just so busy. I I I'm 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 a busy guy. I, I've got too much on my plate. If I if I only had more time, you know, I might get involved. But I I'm just too busy. What's your response to somebody that says, Bobby, I, I support what you're doing. I think it's great but I just don't have time to get involved. What's your answer to that?
1: And that is a difficult situation, isn't it? Uh-huh. Because all of us... We're all busy. We're all busy. <laughs> we're all busy. And, and it's one of those things where uh, an organization like what we've got here, we've divided it up over time so that you don't spend a whole week away, whatever, trying to get all of your hours together and all of that. What we're trying to do is divide it up into small little pieces and where we spend a half a day on a a Friday or maybe just a Saturday and you know if you go to the so many of these meetings if you want to call them that Mm -hmm. you you go to these things you don't have to take CE classes elsewhere you're getting your CE there from your association right you can get all that approved through your state so that when you get together like that it's it's all approved so you're basically killing more Mm. than one bird with this one stone yeah so you know if you don't have the time this will save you time it doesn't it sounds, sound that way but it will
0: it sounds like you need to make the time right it's 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 actually going to to improve you as a practitioner i know anytime i'm around a meeting or a conference or i'm speaking in vegas or wherever i'm at i've never been to one of those events that i haven't left where i've learned something something and i'm normally able to implement that in my practice to make me more efficient there's no question about it. So I I'm, I echo what you're saying. I encourage that. So, okay, we've got folks listening, and, and let's say they're in a state where there's not an association. And they said, well, that sounds good. I can round up, you know, 11, 11 yeah, folks. I'd get, yeah, get, get 11 together. people together, and we didn't have dinner. what 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 where we do (laughs) what we do from there how do we get this thing going i mean would would you or Teresa or somebody be willing to help them or give them a blueprint for
1: for what the next step would be of course and that's one of the things that that we've done with others um a few years back there was this group that put together a they call it a summit Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't an organization at the time. Uh, there's a gentleman that we both know, his name's George Harrison. Sure. Great guy. Love him. Smart, yeah. smart man. Anyway. He put together this little summit, and he asked myself uh-huh. and this guy named Mike Brunson, yeah. who did something very. Similar. I was
0: there. <laughs> yeah, I was well, there. <laughs> now, now this is a true story, and I want I want you to finish the story, but I got I can't contain myself. <laughs> They're up there chatting, and Bobby yeah. Bobby looks out at Brian and says, "Hey, Brian, come here. You need to be part of this." And George Harrison's like, "No, <laughs> no, no, no we don't I don't need both of these two up <laughs> here." That's a true story. That yeah, is yeah, a but, true story. So, but <laughs> you guys did a phenomenal job. So go. Go ahead and, and well, tell George, our
1: listener. The George was wanting us to put together a presentation for everyone in the audience on how did we start our organizations? Uh-huh. How did Texas and Nevada start these things? And that's how it all started, and that's where the National Association of Appraisers right, began and right. all that. So it's a long story, but, sure. but all that started that. So. To answer your question, yeah, call Teresa, call myself, uh, call some any one of the board members. Right, they right. can all tell you exactly how we got started. And it's not very; it's a nonprofit organization. Right. All you got to do is follow a few rules, set up a set of bylaws, mm. a code of ethics, and you're in. You know, once awesome. You, you're you're in, and that's it. So I know you're pressed for time. We've
0: only got a few more minutes, but just real quick, can you highlight? Some of the things, because I know I've got some other naysayers out there right now. All right, well, I can get 11 people. We can form something. But does it really make a difference? I mean, it, yeah, you'll get, the, you'll get CE for your members and all that. But but what do they do that's going to change our life or, or policies or state laws or, or USPAP or anything like
1: that? Does, do, do you guys really make a difference? Well, that's, that is an awesome question because in the upcoming USPAP document, there's going to be a change to advisory opinion number three having to do with update appraisals. Okay. A few years back, we were reading through this. I was reading through this. <laughs> I was reading through it. Because
0: you're that USPAP yeah, junkie, everybody, right? Yeah, everybody <laughs> thinks me for that.
1: But anyway, I was reading through this thing, and I said, you know, there's a part of it, and it's, I said, it talks about an appraisal firm. And I said, well, wait a minute. That's appraisal. This book is for appraisers, Ah. not appraiser firms, okay? So we put together, as part of ATA, I went to our board, and I said, we need to draft a letter and send this to the ASB. Well, we had to go through TAFAC Mm -hmm. and get them because they're the committee and they make recommendations and so on. So we did it through the right proper channel, and lo and behold, the new document coming out is going to be changed all because of a little thing that the Association of Texas Appraisers put together so all
0: we do is write them a letter and tell them and and you're talking about the edition coming up january 1st effective january 1st yes so ata actually got changes made to the new edition of USPEP. you are correct wow that's incredible so that not only impacts texas appraisers
1: Every that helps appraiser. all of us. Every
0: appraiser in the U.S. That's amazing. Well, congratulations on well, that. that's 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 yeah. awesome, Mr. Bobby Crisp. Thank you so much for joining me on this little podcast. Well, thank you for having me. You're Brian. always this is awesome. Man. You're always a good time. <laughs> I I, I want to have you back. In fact, I want to have you on a webinar. I got to twist your arm trying to trying to get an, him for an hour is like a miracle. But but
1: we are busy.
0: <laughs> we got, we've got to do it, Bobby. If if any of our uh, listeners want to reach out to you. What is the best way for them to contact you? I was going to give your cell phone number, but decided I probably yeah, shouldn't do
1: that. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate
0: <laughs> but, that. But, but, but how can they reach out to you? Uh,
1: the best way is via email. Okay. And you can reach us through. You can get on the ATA website and okay. just get on there. They put my mugshot right there in the front pretty much yeah, all the time. Yeah. So it's easy to find me through that. Um, it's my last name, Crisp, okay. C-R-I-S-P, and then the word appraisal. Okay. And I'm at gmail.com
0: crispappraisal so, at gmail.com yeah
1: so Correct. send me an email do me a favor put in the subject line that hey i heard your podcast or something oh, cool. like that that Very way cool. i know it's not junk you know? <laughs> Otherwise, he won't he won't, won't open respond. it. I not even <laughs> open the thing. Yeah, you
0: could put AEL for Appraiser E Learning yeah, Podcast, yeah. AEL Podcast, and then he'll he'll open it up. He you know he might not answer you since it's me, <laughs> but but at least at least he'll open it, right? Right. Bobby Crisp of Texas, thank you, thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you, Brian.
1: The Appraisal Update Podcast is brought to you by Appraiser E Learning.